Nick Hart from Backstreet Boys. Shout out to Boy Band Break. It's Chris Kirkpatrick here. Shout out to your podcast, Boy Band Break. Hey everybody, this is Howie D, and I'm listening to Boy Band Break. Hi, Ashley Parker Angel here. Huge shout out to the Boy Band Break podcast. This is Brad from LFO, and you are listening to Boy Band Break. Hey, what's up? This is Jacob. It's Dan. What's up? It's Trevor. And it's Eric Michael, and it's time for Boy Band Break, baby. Let's go! Welcome back to Boy Band Break. We encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And Lydia, aka Mama Lou, is off again this week, but hopefully she will be back soon. Uh, she's got a lot of stuff on the go. She's doing some uh, acting gigs. She joined an improv group. Uh, yes, so I saw pictures. Yeah. So it's called the 404s. Um, and they're out of Toronto. And uh, she's also, uh, she does Twitch streaming. So she is focusing on that. Busy, busy. Busy, busy. So if you're into gaming and video games, I believe it's super underscore dorkalicious. Uh, and yeah, so, uh, and Lili Negwazawa, I think is her VTuber name. So yes. Anyways, check her out. She's fun. If you like video games, you like fun stuff like that. So Ooh. she is not... She's driving again, as we said last time. She's currently not driving now when you're listening because it has been a while, but yes, she's home having a great time. Sorry, my nose oh, is very itchy and I keep scratching it, so I apologize if that is distracting to you. But apparently, I've now made Sophia scratch her nose. This is you know, it's going great. This, this, this is opening the scratching intro. buddies this, over know. here. All right, anywho, uh, as we said earlier, welcome back to Boy Van Break. And uh, do you know what we have not done in a while, Sophia? We have two. not done an article in a while. That's and correct. maybe we have two articles to share. Ooh. So Sophia has scoured the interwebs for some boy band related articles and has found a few. Uh, so I guess we will, I will share it. You can't read it when it's on the phone, right? Because it's too I small. I cannot because it's like, I can see it, but it's too small. Okay, so I will read, and then we will just discuss back and forth yes. as uh, things of interest come up. Okay, so yes. the first one is a BuzzFeed article. So let's share this tab. I like how slow it is to share. Okay, so this um, article is called... Uh, 15 former and current boy band members who've opened up about some of the wild and strict rules they have had to endure uh, is the title of the article. And then underneath uh, it says, during the early Backstreet Boys days, the band was often advised to change lyrics, but they fought back as much as possible. In particular, I Want It That Way almost had a different chorus. Uh, so this yes, uh, I remember article this. came out oh, on... Yes. Yes, and it doesn't really make sense, and it does. I don't. So know. yeah, the it's first, different. Yes, so the no goodbyes one makes sense, but it didn't. It wasn't as catchy as the I wanted that way. It didn't flow that we well. have now. Yes, yes. So and, and I think the song have been as popular. Who knows? Who knows? Like if we heard no goodbyes, we'd probably be like, oh, this one is better than the other one. But you never know, right? So good thing they chose I Want It That yeah, Way that we true. have now. Oh, you know what? That is a good question. Because, like, for example, The Year 3000 is one of my favorite kind of boy bandy songs. And Busted yes. did it originally. And then uh, Jonas Brothers covered it. Busted version is way more dirty. Um, and I like it better than the Joe Bro, like, lyrics. However... I wonder if I would have heard the Joe Bro one first if I would have liked that one better. I wonder if it's right. like, like listen to first. Right? That's a very good you just never know. What, ca what catches fire? You never know. Um, okay, so this article was posted on November 4th. Mm -hmm. 
you know, or as we talked in our previous episode, uh, BB Mac released back here in the UK and the UK did not care about it, went to the States and um, Asia blew up huge. Then they started playing it again and suddenly it was a hit song. So again, yes. like it could be timing. It could be anything. You never know how things are going to. Exactly. Okay. Speaking of timing, this article was posted November 4th, 2023. I have not read it yet. Sophia has read it. So I am learning along with you guys as we scroll through this. Some and very this is interesting written by, uh, Nora. All right, sounds good. Uh, so Nora Dominic Buzzfeed staff has uh, read this. Okay, so it says this post contains mentions of abuse, eating disorders, and more. So there is your um, what's that called? Trigger warning, I guess. Trigger warning. Yes. Have any of these things. So okay. All right. So first off, um, first, after leaving One Direction in 2015, Zayn Malik opened up about some of the rules that that came with being in the band. For instance, he said he wasn't allowed to keep his beard while in the band. He said the reasoning was because his facial hair made him look older from the other members, and it went against the young teen boy image of the band. Okay. Which I could Fair see. Enough. I feel like. Which I could see, but also like. It's not like the nineties okay. anymore, right? Like you should have given more leeway to the band to the newer generation of bands. Cause you've Cause it's not like he you've has learned like your lesson. Right? You've learned your lessons of the nineties bands. I don't know. So I get I get this I get kind of where they're going at because they want them to appear young for the younger tweens and teens and stuff. However, right. like AJ had facial hair when we were yeah um, exactly like, in the, like so and I don't think that made him look much older and Kevin had well Kevin just looked older because he was older but yeah I'm trying to think but you're also like guys. Joey you're also had a sorry go ahead oh I was saying like we had years in our time so I don't know why this had they had to be younger for this but yeah. And also like I could have like um they're showing how young people you want to be yourself. So you're not showing the band members can be themselves if they have like beards or that kind of thing, right? Like Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's exactly. more controlling. Kind of... It's still controlling of band members. Which if you learn yeah, lessons sure. from for the nineties sure. bands, you know not to do that. I don't know. Yeah, no, good point. Uh, it said, Zane also said he wasn't allowed to dye his hair while in the band, which is one of the reasons he often dyes his hair now. Speaking about being told he couldn't keep his beard, Zane said, eventually when I got older, I rebelled against it and decided to keep it anyways. And Just in like, the 90s, AJ McClinton dyed his hair constantly. Yeah, and like Joey was so, always putting red in his hair. That. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't a big deal back then, but maybe it's different in the 2010s or whatever. Yeah, that could have been it because they wanted to keep them youthful. And yeah, I don't know. That's kind of that. You're right. That is a weird thing that it's like we've gone backwards with self-expression. Yeah, like you're, you don't want to show that British boy bands people's expression of themselves is not tolerated which is should have been like a big thing in those kinds of 2010s right like i feel like we've improved yeah. no i don't know yeah i don't know that's a good point um okay moving along also in the one direction realm we have something about harry styles it says, uh, Harry Styles said that while he was in One Direction, he was constantly terrified that he would say the wrong thing in interviews and that would warrant him being kicked out of the band. Okay. All right. I, can, I feel like I can okay. see this because, like, on. I believe um, he they do, like, they... they do, like, interview training, right? So, yeah. Don't th sure, I feel like sure. yeah, Together feel like has taught us anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it says that, oh, okay, this is why he was worried. He, ex he explained that they signed contracts with cleanliness clauses, which would dictate that they would be null and void if he did anything supposedly unsavory. Right. When he signed his first solo contract, he said he almost burst into tears upon reading the contract and finding out that his ability to make music would not be affected by personal trans transgressions. Harry added, I felt free. So I wonder, 
if it was just like I a guess, one direction thing in general because like they came maybe because it's, other... it's simon cowell i feel like oh. simon cowell is very like hard nosed like hard kind of uh, manager so maybe that's why and that's all he knows and i don't know yeah it's true and they came from the x factor show so maybe that's kind of more yeah. of a family friendly type show and maybe because the target audience was younger girls maybe that's why but i just feel like or maybe they thought okay well we won't have have as many problems with them if we say oh like you have this fear but that's gonna suck that you're in this constant state of fear that oh my god what if i say something wrong and then i'm out of the band and everything is like over right so right. especially because they were all fairly young when they like joined so yeah yeah and then like it's not pressure. a good experience for you either right if you're like always fearful of saying something then you don't want to say anything yeah yeah so then you sure. stay quiet so, and then people probably like, and oh, I, why is he so quiet? That he doesn't enjoy being in the group. So that's how like rumors can start, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I also feel like this is almost almost sounds like they were kind of like in a Disney kind of contract. Yeah, Disney I mean, had those kind of like clauses, yeah. you know, like the Jonas Brothers and all that stuff, and their purity rings and all. Like you know, like I just feel like just some weird kind things of, in the twenty ten 2000s when you like know what happened previous year like in the 90s yeah. i keep getting the 90s because that's where i grew up that's where yeah, we grew up for sure and you would think that they learned their lesson but i guess not yeah. before do they mention why don't we in this one in this article uh yeah they do okay good so i won't talk about that then okay interesting okay <laughs> so um all right okay, so that's part two so let's check number three it says also Harry revealed that he and his One Direction bandmates were often encouraged to give a lot of themselves away, aka not really have a private life. Harry said it was all in an attempt to get people to engage with you and to like you. Looking back, he finds it odd that all of his baby photos were all over the internet and these photos were kept private. In lockdown, I started processing a lot of stuff that happened when I was in the band, Harry added. So... Okay. So how did they get? Um, how did they get I, it? Like, well, okay, but we've seen baby pictures of pretty much all the boy band members, like from our generation, as well. True. I think but that like, like, they obviously did they give permission. I don't know. Maybe they didn't give permission. I have no idea. I don't know. I feel like they just basically said, "Hey, can we get some baby pictures of you? We want to put these up." Like, I don't think that it was anything like crazy but i feel like the interesting part with one direction is that they pretty much started when there was social media was already right out. so right. i feel like they had to it, it was like a different level on them they had to engage more things were like right. that's basically the x factor thing was kind of like through internet so like i heard about them and i don't we didn't watch the x factor here from canada yes. but then like, yes exactly i would see like tweets like one direction sounds like wand erection and i was like what the fuck is this and yeah. i was like whatever and then i started researching and i was like oh this band seems pretty cool and all this other stuff so like i feel like at that time they were at a very when like social media was just like a big thing and that i can understand why they'd want them to like engage more and stuff but it was also kind of like new territory that they were kind of going into so so yeah so maybe like as they reflect back as they got an older and they're like oh no some of these things are like traumatic to me because i they didn't get permission to give out the photos and they were i don't know and then like you know if there's something like if you have an embarrassing photo of when you're a kid and then now suddenly it's all over the internet and everybody sees that like i yeah. have this one picture that my mom took when we were at a beach and a wave hit and then i'm like i got all sand in my bathing suit so i'm trying to like get the sand out of my bathing suit and then that's the time she took the picture and of course that was like <laughs> cameras back in the day so you develop the picture and i look like an idiot i'm like would i have wanted that picture on probably not right you know there's like obviously cute pictures yeah. of me and so i don't know it's interesting so it is interesting now that they're reflective they're like oh i wouldn't do that because i didn't give yeah. the permission right for sure and then i guess you never know if like family members are going to post things too right so exactly yeah i feel like nowadays um all right wrap. people just post whatever they want <laughs> it's true it's true uh okay so apparently we're still sticking with one direction so now uh number four apparently says, they were Pile... very traumatized in this band apparently the whole band is traumatized yes they lay on their of money 
Um, Niall Horan explained that one of the things that led to One Direction's extended hiatus, is this what we're calling it, an extended hiatus? I guess so. Wasn't it 11 years now? How many years? I don't know. Um, I feel like it's been a Yes, a long thing. Uh, So one of the things that led to the extended hiatus was the grueling schedule the boys had to maintain. So do the boy bands of the past, but I digress. He said... Called the hiatus, we felt like it was the right time. It was a long time to keep going at that intensity and that pressure, touring that much and bringing out albums at that pace. Uh, which we did learn in the documentary. There was quite a bit. Yes. So it says, put it into perspective how overworked One Direction was. They announced that when they announced their hiatus, they had played 329 live shows in less than four years with four world spanning tours filmed 15 music videos and released five studio albums. So yeah, which is a is, lot in four yeah. years. That's a lot. That is a lot. So like on one hand, I understand like the business like, Oh, we got to keep on it and like, you know, keep them topical, top of mind, all that stuff. But you, you get the, you run the risk and it's not even a risk. You know that they're going to friggin' burn out over this time. Yes. They're gonna get to and and, and like in the nineties, like Backstreet Boys, they got burnt out and they were touring and they did shows and like albums and they were working nonstop for nine years. So mm-hmm. how do you not see that as a manager, like from back in the day? Read up on it and be like, Okay, we're not gonna do this with one direction. Because they see the dollar signs and they're like, yes. We're gonna keep going and make these guys like Because we're very greedy, right? They need the money the managers right. that simon cowell simon cowell he's evil i don't know if he's as evil as lou perlman have not mentioned him in a while maybe yeah I don't think, maybe not as evil but but you never know right like right, i yeah. feel like they have learned from the 90s boy band so i feel like they did make money and things but True. i don't know um, i just feel like reading articles now and they're the boys in the one direction are like reflecting and they're like oh maybe we shouldn't have done these kinds of things maybe we should have taken a break earlier or and i feel like the other but would they have come back from that or would they have been like like you know there's yeah true you don't know who knows you have no idea so right um like i have, get it but other, also like i find that the other not problem per se but the difference with one direction and our 90s boy bands <clears throat> Is that like um, in sync and Backstreet and stuff did not become famous immediately. It took them right. like a year or two of bonding as a group of doing the dancing. Cause I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They didn't dance. One direction really didn't right. dance, but whatever. Uh, doing the dancing, doing all that stuff, doing that, making things like they went on the tour in Europe and they yeah. bonded. Whereas the members of one direction all started on x factor a solo artist that were put together while on the show so this stuff was like happening in real time that they basically became this band like hey this is your chance like you don't really have time to like make a decision now you're with these four like other guys right so true true anyways so there you go uh okay moving along uh, but ooh, interesting we're going to learn back that now the 90s now so uh, number five Mm. Sorry, I, I got cut so, off. I don't I like how she's like his name wrong. There should be a star. Yes. Oh, you good? Okay. Sorry. I Did think I just was saying I'm a little bit lagging. Sorry. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Okay. So I, all I was saying was it's interesting to see now after um, the the hiatus of ten years. Um, um, now they're saying like how things have were in one direction and they didn't really like it. So that's interesting now that it's coming out because back then they, they don't have a voice to share that maybe, but now they do. Cause they're all solo artists. Well, you're not... Right. But I feel like if you are a band like that and you are vocal, I'm sure we'll get to why don't we at some point, then they basically yes. just kind of, so Yes. Maybe they were smart not to say anything at the time because then they could continue on with their journey before their hiatus or whatever, instead of the That's record label true. basically like pulling things out from under them. So 
That is true. Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, okay. Uh, number. Okay, go ahead. Yes. All right. Uh, number five. At the height of NSYNC's fame, Chris Kirkpatrick was very transparent when it came to the exhausting schedule the band had to maintain. He explained that unlike a typical nine to five job, Chris and his fellow bandmates were always in sync. So even when they left the recording studio or event, they still had to sign autographs and be working to maintain their image. He also added they would often do interviews all day, some starting as early as 5 a.m. That's crazy. Who's awake at 5 a.m.? But yeah i guess oh, morning yes. shows are i know but generally we have like the interviews around eight o'clock is like the sweet spot because true are commuting at that point and stuff but but i guess like the uh, nine, says, when you work a nine back then i don't know yeah you got to get there early and stuff and whatever mm-hmm. um so it says when you work a nine to five you go to work at nine you get home at five well not really but <laughs> well there's uh, traffic done, and all that party and not even think about work we can uh, do the same thing. We work all day long, but when we leave, we're still in sync. We're still who we are. We can't change that, Chris said. Fair enough. Yeah, because they feel mm-hmm. like you always need to be on. Basically, like the One Direction things were saying, how mm-hmm. you know, like they may not have signed a clause of any sort. I, I feel like Lou would not have made them sign something like, well, he made them sign a lot of other things, but not the like cleanliness yeah. clause or whatever because yeah yeah i oh, guess it was just it was known you had to be squeaky clean probably yeah yeah, yeah you don't want to get into any like trouble and things like that yeah so. but yeah so ex- exactly so it's not it's like a full-time job being a personality in a boy band so yes fair enough all right moving along to the joe bros number six Joe Jonas said he and his brothers, Nick and Kevin, were expected to be perfect while working for Disney. Ah, we, we've mentioned yes. that. Uh, in particular, they also had to go through media training, which he hated. He remembered being taught how to change the subject whenever you were asked an uncomfortable question, which is not a bad thing to have. Like, I feel like the training is probably good to have, but let me just read this. Yeah, because, um, like, you don't know. Uh, he continued saying playing dumb is the best way. <laughs> you wouldn't know how to answer yeah, things. So why wouldn't like you want media training? Your first time, like... yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to give away too much or whatever. You know, like, hey, yeah. my manager sucks. I hate Disney. Like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. He continued saying, playing dumb is the best way of getting out of anything. We also had a strategy for who would take which kinds of questions. If it was a serious question, Nick would answer it. If it was lighthearted, Kevin would. Nick and I took questions related to our music and explaining what certain songs meant. So again, this kind of weird, but I feel like this is probably a good thing that you would like get the training and know how to do things. And yeah, like there's like it's helpful to have, I think, when you're first starting out. And then once you know what to say and do, you get the hang of it. Like most interviewers will try to be nice or whatever. Yeah. And then others will be like, yeah. So you kind of want to something. Like, because basically you're doing all these interviews because you're trying to promote your band and do all this other stuff. So most interviewers are nice and do fluff pieces or something. But you're you're always going to come across one of those, like, hard DJs or whatever who are trying to, like... Get some scoop. Um, trip you up or make you look like an idiot or get, like, whatever. So it's kind of good to have training, I guess. But, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. That was, yeah, that was very... I have to say, this is really stupid. But, like, back in the day, even though I cannot sing, dance, nor have... Yes. So I have not actually, like, I have no talents musically or dance or anything. But I would get stressed out because I was like, oh, my God, if I become a pop star, how am I going to answer these questions that they ask me about, like, the production value and things like that? Dumb, dumb teenage thoughts. But basically, I would be very welcome to have like them doing the media training and telling me what I should say. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm in my 40s. Although it would be very entertaining status, so. to hear these answers. It really would, for sure. Okay. Uh, so we're still with the Joe Bros. It says, 
Number seven, also, Joe said that Disney was very particular when it came to lyrics and songs the Jonas Brothers wrote. If a lyric was slightly sexual, someone at the record company would tell us we had to change it. It could be the most innocent reference. Mm. Joe continued saying that the lyrics could be as innocent as, I'm alone in a room with you. So, uh, and the fact that it implied sex, it would have to be changed. He added, it felt like we couldn't even be creative, so we stopped listening to them and just started handing shit in. Okay, well, that's interesting. Usually um, you rebel, right? When our people are that strict with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that, that will now explain why their version of the Busted song took out the triple-breasted women and the other stuff and um mm. there was a couple of there's like a couple of parts where you're just like oh, that's um and then for example the first one is like your great 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 granddaughter is really fine like implying that she's hot and then their version it's like your great 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 granddaughter is doing fine it's like yeah mm. she's doing fine in her life right so i get so interesting but i guess it's kind of like the disney factor here so yeah um but yeah no whereas for example boy bands like o-town or five are very sexual in basically all of their lyrics and they're just you know you have you need to well, balance it out really, right you gotta balance it out you know from the squeaky clean image like to like the other side which is probably why when they did their own solo stuff you have like cake by the ocean and like mm -hmm. all those other like sexually songs um they're like yes that, we are free to do whatever we want now we can sing whatever we want and basically like zane too when he came out with his remember that weird first music hello what was that called pillow talk or something hello talk yeah and i was just like what? yeah but he's like, what? Oh, okay well so different from moving, one direction you're just, yeah you're just moving away from that band yeah, it's just like, I want to be as different as possible by kind of playing the same type of music but making more sexy lyrics. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. Ooh, back to the Backstreet Boys. So number eight, AJ McLean said that the Backstreet Boys were often told to take advice from the record label when it came to lyrics in their songs, especially during the early days of the band. In particular, AJ remembered the label wanted to change the course of I Want It That Way, but the boys fought back and ended up keeping the now iconic Tell Me Why line. Yes. Uh, speaking about having to record the label's version of I Want It That Way, AJ recalled, it just didn't feel right. We went out, we went with our gut and we fought the label on it tooth and nail. According to AJ, the label's alternate course went, no goodbyes, no more lies, I love it when I hear you say, I want it that way. Mm. We talked about um, that in the, yes, after the headline. The yes. yes. Um, but yeah, they made a great decision. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, it just sounds weird. And I feel yeah. like it would still sound weird if we heard that version first. So. For sure. So. All right, number nine. At the beginning of their careers, the Jackson Five were, were sorry. Oh, I thought you said something. Uh, at the beginning of their careers, the Jackson Five were reportedly not allowed outside to play with other children, and would rehearse for five hours a day after school, at the insistence of their manager and father, Joe Jackson. Later in life, Jermaine Jackson reflected on Joe's tough rules, saying, none of us can remember him holding us or cuddling us or telling us, I loved you. So this one was very uh, sad to hear um, and read because I remember Michael Jackson saying um, he never got any love from his father, which is very sad. And... Um, I don't know why you don't let your children play outside with other children because that's very important at a young age. Well, I feel like they were probably cash cows and they, he wanted them to make money. So yes. he's like, I will work my kids and get them to do something. So And then he abused um, them as well. So that's not good either. No. 
Uh, it says Joe would reportedly beat his children, Jesus, as well mm -hmm. if they were not perfect during rehearsals. One report alleged if they missed a dance step, they were told to go into the backyard, break off a branch from a tree, and it would be used to hit them. What the? Oh my God. Yeah. When I read that, yeah. I was like, wow. Wow. That sucks. That's a they huge oh. right there. Yep. Oh, man. Okay, well, that sucks. Don't abuse your children. Yeah. Um, you would yeah. think okay. that uh, your father as a manager would be better than an actual manager that's not related to you because they you would have that your father would kind of hurt. But obviously, no. Apparently not. <laughs> Wow, that sucks. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, okay, number 10. Oh, here we go. Uh, why don't we accuse their production company and manager of mental, emotional, and financial abuse in 2021, which led the band going to the band going on hiatus? Speaking about the abuse they suffered at the hands of their manager, the band said he would not only live with us during the day, but he controlled us 24 7 setting an alarm that would go off if any door or window was open. We were not given the security code to the alarm, essentially making us hostages in our own home. Wow. They also alleged that due to schedules, they were required to maintain some band member. Uh, due to the schedules they were required to maintain, some band members developed eating disorders. Speaking about the lawsuit, former member Daniel CV said, earlier this year, I took on some big legal risks to attempt to free myself from my managers, the same ones that I believe broke up my band. I simply wanted to leave the past behind and continue forward with a solo career. So we have heard something, there was something about a salad. I remember that incident. They weren't, one of them wasn't allowed so to eat a salad. So one manager didn't allow them to eat a salad with um tomatoes or something i don't know something weird like that something but then the like other manager was letting was letting them eat what they wanted so yeah so there's something weird like like, like i get it like i know you want to make a band and you want to make money and you want to do all this other shit and you want them to be famous but like holding them hostage is probably not the best way to go about doing this and yeah like cutting off food i don't and, know why this manager thought this would be the best like, way to get your band to uh want to follow what you want like what listen to you yeah yeah that's weird so, i don't no? know i feel like some managers oh. get like the abuse of power and they're like yeah apparently they, they did not everything. and i get it like, up on the life. 90s boy band <laughs> apparently not yeah so well i so i guess they're good luck to them in the future and yeah so I but really basically kind of what we're talking about they win their lawsuit or whatever happens i hope they're free to do be basically to be themselves and live their own lives for sure yes so yeah so again so i don't know is this kind of like a thing where like they complained about the the mistreatment they were happening during the time, and now they had to break up the band. So, right. But but True. at least they are not no longer being mistreated and whatever. So, I don't know. Yeah, so that's like, true. Do you think that if One Direction would have like spoke up back then, then they would have been put on hiatus? Or I, honestly, I don't know. And obviously, all know. bands are different and all managers are different and that really sucks yeah. that this happened to them and yeah so hopefully and in the it's future just, this one is like it was eye-opening when we read this um initially when they posted on twitter because mm -hmm, we never yeah. thought that that could still happen nowadays because you would think that they you would think be that they would have learned from all the 90s 2000 bands yeah I'm yeah. We keep bringing it up, but yeah, you have lots of years like history keeps repeating years. itself. Yes. Yep. Okay. So uh, now we're moving on to BTS. So it says yes. Eleven Jungkook 
has a ton of tattoos on both arms and hands. I didn't know that. But he's reportedly required to hide them while performing on TV with BTS due to South Korea's strict tattoo rules, which reportedly carry over to the broadcast. You'll often see Jungkook performing in long sleeve shirts, and when he has shown off his tattoo sleeves, fans have gone wild. Mm. He's talked about how much he loves his tattoos and how much they mean to him. In an interview in 2023, he said he has over 14 tattoos, each with their own unique meaning. He's particularly fond of one of his birth flower, and he has army tattooed over his knuckles. So that's interesting. I can understand but that. I feel like at this point we're for, for because South Korea. I you forget that not... other countries. Yes, you have to follow their rules and regulations and all that. So I can understand that. So I can, but like, can you imagine living in a country where you're not allowed to express yourself or you're not allowed to have like tattoos or, I guess they're allowed to dye their hair because they dye their hair all the time. But like. That's crazy of the government could be like, no, you can't do that. Like, and you know, you don't want to get yeah. arrested or whatever if you do. So it's kind of harsh. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times in North America, we forget that other countries in the world are like have horrible, th- like obviously there's wars and things going on and strict. stuff. But you like, you don't think about how strict they are about certain things and you're just like Mm -hmm. things that we just take for granted all the time that you're just like whatever it is what it is and you're like well actually in this country it's not right so right yeah crazy crazy because for us it's like oh that's number 12 yeah Uh, Number 12, Ricky Martin, who started his career with Menudo, wrote in his autobiography how it was his job to move his hips. Just like point out, he's a very young teenager in this, okay? Uh, Saying, because then fans would scream and that meant I was successful like the rest of the guys. Was I ready for that? I don't know. But that's what I was supposed to go through according to my karma. Um, Okay. I'm pretty sure the kids in Menudo are only like 12 to like 15-ish, 16, like... Yeah, they were very young. Young teens. They're not, definitely not over the age of 18. So, uh, I don't know. That's pretty weird. Uh, Ricky also spoken about coming out later in life and how his time in the band forced him to continue the illusion that he was attracted to women. He wrote, when I was... 13 this obsession with being accepted kicked in you needed to say yes because if you said yes the girls liked you the girls screamed and the media would talk about you so like that's got to be hard so he's like 13 trying to be sexy for girls when he is gay and it's just like so so like there's a lot going on he's trying to be an authentic himself but he can't be because, because he, he thinks has he has to be successful to shake his hips and be liked by girls. Yes. I don't know if they're going to mention Lance Bass at all, but like again, Lance also had a lot of issues with the fact that he was gay, but he was in this boy band and he basically wasn't allowed to say that he was gay and he was scared yes. that it would like ruin the band if it came out, you know, because they're supposed to appeal to teenage girls and all that stuff, so... Um, he also had a lot of issues with that too. So I don't know if that. Yeah, and, and no, and no one in their inner circle would say like, "Oh, it's okay, right?" Like it's all about yeah. the money. Exactly, and he also grew up in a Baptist, like a very religious, um, like family. Household. So like, yes. So that's a lot. So I feel like that's a lot of pressure to have on you just being a normal kid, just living anywhere, but to then be in a very popular boy band where people are scrutinizing every move that you make and stuff like that. I feel like that's gotta be pretty hard. So for sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, Okay. Number 13, Johnny Lazoda, who joined Menudo in 1980 revealed in the documentary, Menudo Forever Young. One of these days, I'm going to finish watching that documentary. I started it. It's very interesting, but okay. I have not finished that yet. Um, that Jose Luis, Josello Vega, the band's choreographer and creative director, 
was in charge of their stage image. This meant that he dictated their hairstyle, clothes, shoes, and more. Johnny recalls having to get two perms because his hair wasn't naturally curly, but that was the look he was told he needed to have. Alongside Joselio, uh, Menudo's manager, Edgardo Diaz, um, reportedly wanted the boys to wear tight clothes against their bodies in order to get a reaction from teenage girls. In 2022, former members of Menudo alleged in the same documentary that they were physically, sexually, and mentally abused by Edgardo. Wow. So, oh, he's uh, definitely like a Lou Pearlman, for sure. Yes, and, uh, yeah, he sure so, is. Like, they, they did, he basically made them wear, like, spandex on stage and, like, all this other stuff. Like, it was, it was weird. That's weird, yeah. Weird stuff, for sure. So, uh, yeah. And that's and then like, so your manager is supposed to protect you and help you. And they're physically, sexually and emotionally and mentally abusing you. Like, yeah, I, I don't like understand the, the people are supposed this. to be there for you. They're Not supposed just... to be there for you. And they're supposed to be helping you. Yeah. Protecting you, not being the problem. Like you're. Yeah. yeah. And that's a thing. And the, the, I feel like another issue with this is that so many of the guys that have joined boy bands just came from like normal run-of-the-mill families they did not come mm -hmm. from show business families they didn't know so their families don't know what they're supposed to do or whatever or what's legal or what's and like it's a lot of the times because they're they had siblings and the parents had jobs and stuff they would like sign guardianship over to like managers and things like that so yeah they didn't know what was going on with their kids and especially back then it's very like it's not like we had cell phones they had cell phones and like facetime and all the other stuff you have no idea what's going on right and exactly. these managers just kind of like try to make as much money off of them as possible like in the documentary there's a lot in there i didn't really get too far in it but basically like like different members were making different amounts of money because they got hired on it different times and they were just it, it was it's a really like sketchy thing that mm. kind of like it i should really watch that documentary again but there was there was a lot going on there and it was kind of nuts but it sounds sketchy yeah okay in 2014 uh sorry 14 number 14 in 2012 members of the wanted and one direction got in a twitter feud which allegedly yes, led to the wanted's feud. management i vaguely remember it i feel like i just need to refresh my memory um which led to the wanted's management telling the members of the band they weren't allowed to be at a venue at the same time as the one direction boys Around this time, both bands performed at Madison Square Garden at the same event, which reportedly resulted in both bands being surrounded by a lot of security. Looking back on the whole ordeal, The Wanted's Nathan Sykes said it felt like the team around the band blew things out of proportion. He added, we got on quite well. Mm. So that's interesting that, again, they're just trying to perpetrate this bands should hate each other thing like Backstreet Boys yes. and NSYNC back in the day. Yes. Um, when Because on Twitter, I recall case. it was the Wanted fans versus One Direction fans. And they were like, yes, my band is better than your band. Okay. So I feel like it basically was kind of, they were trying to recreate the whole Backstreet and Sync thing, I guess. To yeah. Like... Seems like it was from back. Because I remember most people on Twitter were like, we love One Direction. And then there was like maybe a few people who liked The Wanted. I wonder if, I wonder if they had any of the same management teams, curiosity-wise. Hmm, I'm not sure. Page just Tried to open that, it didn't work. Anyways, uh, interesting, I don't know. All right, mm. moving on. So mm -hmm. that uh, and the very last fact, number 15, uh, after splitting with the U.S. label and management in 2021, Five Seconds of Summer, Five Sauce, um, opened up about how their fifth studio album was all about now about being able to explore the creative freedom. The album, titled Five 
uh, Sauce 5, marked the first time the band self-produced an album, which marked a vast change of pace for the band, according to Rolling Stone. When sharing the news of the fifth album in 2022, the band tweeted, A journey of friendship, brotherhood, exploration of self-identity. We enter this era to focus on creative freedom and a libertarian uh, liberation of the band's truest voice to date. Thank you for your support. Your love means everything to us. Okay, I don't really know. Like, I feel like these last two facts just don't really make sense compared to the rest of the article, but... Um, Okay, basically, again, this if we're going to look into the past, this is what happened with the Backstreet Boys when they left their yes. label and made their own and Kevin left the band and, you know, things like that. So, um, so good for them so to I guess it's make kind of, it on their own. Yes. So I feel like that's kind of, so like there's pros and cons to having a label. Obviously, if you have a label, you have more money put towards promotions, you're going, you have more production, you have more things, you have, um, you have a team to help band, you, you're bigger, not doing you everything a, on your own. You're marketing, you're not doing it, exactly, you're not doing everything on your own and stuff. But the downside for that is that you lose a lot of your creative freedom, and the, yes. the label takes it away, or they'll put in these, like, Disney clauses and things like that, where you can have dirty lyrics and things like that, so... It's kind so of like the they did do that. They did their own uh, album in a world like this on their own rec record label that they had. And then after that, they're like, okay, let's go back to a label because then they have a team to help them. So they tried it out. Yeah. They saw probably how much work it was and they're like, maybe it's better to have a team with us. But they, they can be like, but we need to have our creative freedom if you're going to be with us, be with us in the label kind of thing. So maybe they had like those kinds of concessions. I don't know. I feel like they can have those types of concessions because they have sold over 130 million albums and have been around yes. for 30 years. Yes. Um, but yeah, so basically, if you like if you're independent like now we're in an age where people can be on spotify and things like that and kind of put your own music on there and stuff but will you get huge do you want to get huge do you want to or do you want to like go the record label route and record labels are a lot more um there's a lot less bands signed to record labels now from before they used mm -hmm. to just sign everyone it was a big thing mm. but they all these cutting of things so i don't know Right. There's good and bad. Hopefully, you don't have an asshole manager that uh, exactly you yeah. and you know whatever. So. Yes. Hopefully, you have a good team oh, around you no to help yet. you out. Like the BB Mac team in our last episode, we talked That's about right. all these great people around them helping them out and stuff. Um, but yes. yeah, but there is there is life after labels. Um, as uh -huh. we mentioned again, like O Town, uh, they did crowdfunding for their Lines and Circles album, and they're now tenth uh, anniversary of them being back and they're on their own and they do things themselves um so yeah so and they like, are show? they playing huge arena tours no they're playing like small but i it works for them so yes. they have the creative freedom to do their own thing and um but you know and like, they're very interactive with their fans but maybe they wouldn't get that if they had bigger shows that's true like you know they they take on important roles like one of them they do merch and the other one like uh you know like books like jacob That's does a lot of the business stuff. stuff and like you know there's a, so you know it is one way better than the other i don't know and i don't know if we'll ever get a band as huge worldwide as uh backstreet boys in sync one direction well bts was huge is also like a more modern band that got huge but for the yeah. most part i don't think that's the way the music industry is anymore that you can have like this crazy international like band that's you know doing yeah. all this stuff and going all over the world and doing 300 shows in four years and all that stuff like i don't think we're at a, a time like that i don't know if the pandemic also kind of kind of shut a lot of stuff down and yeah. like people are starting to tour again and stuff but like or maybe they finally have learned from all these past bands that have had all this shitty representation and time and things happening that maybe they will 
you know, it is. But it's so. Huh. Yeah. Well, who knows, right? Yes. Uh, and then it just basically ends off the article talking about the National Alliance on uh, Mental Illness Helpline, one triple eight nine fifty six two six four, and um, GoodTherapy.org. Uh, Association of Mental Health Professionals from over twenty five countries who support in, um, efforts to reduce harm in therapy. Um, and then they also have the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Um, also in Canada, we have Bell Let's Talk. Uh, which mm. is around this time of year. So um, reach out to people. If you are in a shitty situation that, you know, you shouldn't be in, you don't have to keep these things a secret. You can tell people that you trust and, uh, you know, get up. So. Exactly. Because you matter. <laughs> there you go. So that's that article. Um, because you matter. I don't know what the heck that was a picture of. Oh, that was a dog's ear okay that was a weird picture sorry okay um what time are we at now uh almost at 50 uh, 50 minutes sorry did we want to read the the washington um, post thing do you think they have i don't know i think 50 minutes is good up to you because if we read it sorry. it might go a little bit longer that's true. up to you okay well but last week we were a lot longer so all right, so uh, basically, some being in a boy band is not as like it is exciting and awesome and whatever. But you know, there's a lot of shitty things that happen, and yes. uh, you could have. It's really not bad always rainbows. Literally, just look up any of our moments in sunshine, and you're like, oh, what a great that's life! Right. You sunshine just get to go rainbow. and Sorry. perform, and that it's long. Long hours, there's lots going on, and um, sometimes you have really bad people around you, and that sucks. That, like, at least the good part about being in a boy band is that you have three to four other people around you that are going through the same experiences with you. Um, yes. so you do it's much better than like a solo artist that you know, um, have no one and just surround themselves either yes men or something. And, yeah, because at least like they know how you feel because you're experiencing the same thing at the same time together. So at least mm -hmm. you can bond that way as well and help each other Trauma that way. Bonding. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I have no idea. Anyways, so well, I guess that. Thank you to Boy Bands for making us, you know, great music, great songs, being there for us in hard times and good times. And sorry for you going through shitty times. And hopefully, better days ahead for the ones that are having a hard time getting out of their situation. Yes. And I think that's like, and it's a, it's a good thing to kind of just like look in the past and see how others were treated and try not to hopefully yes. get stuck in that situation and learn from that. So, um, yes. yeah. Anyways, when I read, when I read this yeah. article, I was like, wow, you would think they have history to look back upon <laughs> and not do the things that others did, but True. you live and you learn, right? Yes, O Town still signed with Lou Pearlman when all the stuff was going on with NSYNC and Backstreet. So that's true. Sometimes you think things aren't as bad as they are. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. So, yeah. Anyways, um, anyways, tune in next week for, for more happy episode. I guess. I guess. Well, you know, we have to balance it out a little bit. We have like yes. upbeat episodes, sad episodes, things that are hard to read. But, you know, we're all Compass kind of boy band podcasts. Yes. So we like to share and, everything. For sure. Um, and if you have any ideas or things you would like us to talk about in future episodes, by all means, make uh, leave some comments. And we would be happy to look at that stuff. So, okay. So thanks for taking a break with us, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.